0: Welcome to The Journey Expressed. This is where we talk about faith, friendship, and the more of God. I'm Jen Houston, and I'm joined by my fabulous friend and co-host, Mel Boyd. Hey, everyone. It's good to be here. Well, today we're picking up where we left off in our conversation on discipleship, and we're gonna turn a corner, and we're gonna get personal and a little gritty, so (laughs) get ready for some personal stories on how discipleship has impacted and changed our lives.
1: Okay, Jen. It's time to get gritty. Okay. We're going to get real and personal here. So Jen, what does discipleship look like in your life? In or what life. or what has it looked like in mm-hmm. your life?
0: Well, when I think about the most profound moment in my life and it I didn't even know to call it discipleship at the time, but as we were preparing this and I was just thinking, you know, what to share, this moment happened in the context of a mentor relationship. And I remember about 11 or so years ago, um, Chris was unemployed. I was unemployed. We had one kid. I wanted another kid, but that wasn't going to happen with no jobs. Right. And it was a dark time. It was a dark Mm -hmm. time in my life. Personally, I was just kind of angry. I was just angry. I was angry at God. I was like, because I wasn't able to have another child. And in my mind, this is just how my mind works. I always thought three to three and a half years apart is the perfect age to have children. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't know why I constructed this idealistic thought, but... I don't know, I just, it was like an ultimatum or something, the way I was holding so tightly to this. And so I was mad that that wasn't seeming like it was going to happen. Um, And I was mad that Chris wasn't entering the, the... resume world the way I thought he should. I was just mad. So I felt like I should get together with somebody, and it just must have been the Holy Spirit because I didn't even want to do this, but I just felt like I was desperate. And so I called on somebody who has been a mentor to me, and um, that day was approaching that we were going to get together, and all of a sudden, the night before, in the middle of my mad stew, (laughs) I had the most random um, thought and memory come to mind that was deeply hidden, deeply hidden in my past and in my heart. And it just like floated through my mind like, wow, you're from a lifetime ago. And I was like, why am I thinking about this? And it's it was something that I'd never told a soul. Mm-hmm. I never told Chris. It was just like a deep, dark, secret that just that Satan and I had shared together. And um, it was used as a source of shame. Um, And I just didn't even know the power it had over me because I had just stuffed it. So I'm thinking about this thought. I'm like, I don't want to think about this. This has nothing to do with anything. So I go to bed and I make this deal with God. And I'm like half praying to God in this season of my life, half not. And I kind of am like, well, if this mentor shares something that I consider just as vulnerable or more so, then I know I'm supposed to, for some random reason, just say this to them. Well, sure enough, we get together the next morning and we're just talking. We're just sharing life. And randomly, we take a left turn and this person shares something with me so beautiful and vulnerable and like Hmm. something I had no clue. And It was so powerful, but it was almost like I really wasn't even listening to her story. It was like with fear and trembling, I literally started shaking because I was like, I I, I don't want to do this, but I have to do this. I like literally made a bargain with the God of the universe and I have to hold up my end of the bargain. So through just like shaking nervousness, I shared this thing with her and she was just like okay, yeah, like you just brought that into the light and you just like now Satan and you no longer have a secret and God Mm -hmm. can come in and heal you. And this is amazing. Like she just wasn't even like rattled. And I was like, this is the most vulnerable thing I've ever said. And, you know, she really challenged me to share it with Chris. And so that night I did. And that, oh my gosh, Mel, you know it because we've been friends for a long time, but you know what happened after that. I literally was like, I felt so free. I felt so clean. I felt so pure. I was so invigorated in my faith. I didn't care if Chris didn't have a job. I didn't care. I knew God was going to provide a job. It was like my whole view of life and experience shifted. And it, it really threw me into a personal revival and really a great awakening. Mm. It was so profound. Like, wow. And this is what happened in the context of, of a discipleship relationship. And she was leading me to Jesus. And I'm so grateful. So that's my journey expressed.
1: What what about you, Mel? Oh, my goodness. Well, I just want to stop. This is a little spontaneous here, but I want to stop and say, Jen, that yes during that season um i witnessed that and mm-hmm. i witnessed that awakening in you mm-hmm. and the passion that you had yeah the deep passion you had for the lord and for his word you know we talked about that on a past podcast you wanted to eat the word literally yeah, like that's right oh my goodness i was so inspired that i believe that kind of um started a journey for me mm. of you know just really going after the lord mm-hmm. again in a deep way mm-hmm. and just saying and you know Praying prayers like, "Okay, God, remove whatever h- hinders my mm-hmm. relationship with you," mm-hmm. and you know that just began a really powerful journey of healing. Mm. So, Jen, I want to tell you that right here and now on this podcast.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> awesome! Yes, praise the
1: Lord that that discipleship that from you. Mm-hmm. Wow! So thanks, girl. Yeah, we're on this journey together, Mel. <laughs> yes, <we> are. <laughs> yes we are. Fist bump. <laughs> air, air fist bump. Okay. So, Jen, when you also were sharing your story, I was reminded of 5, J- sorry, James five sixteen, 16, mm-hmm. that um, it says, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Um, you know, this is, this also is taken from, um, I got this article from gotquestions.org. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a good source. <laughs> it is a good source <laughs> with all these online sources. Mm-hmm. The word confess means to agree, to admit, or to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. I love this next thing. Confession is saying the same thing as God does about sin, or having the same perspective on sin as God does. Mm-hmm. It involves identifying sin for what it truly is, honestly acknowledging the offenses we have committed, and then confession also can include an attitude of turning away from sin. Mm-hmm. So, it just you know it just shows how. How key in discipleship it is to confess one to another, Mm -hmm. and we just heard in your story, Mm -hmm. you know how you did that. Yeah, you both did. Mm -hmm. She was at a different place, Mm -hmm. but you both did, and and the healing that came and the freedom.
0: Yeah, it was so good, and it really reminds me back to what Tammy had shared with us in episode eighteen. Really, it's it's this is what it takes to have sustainable revival, and that's it. It's just living an authentic life with each other, and it's not complicated it's not
1: complicated at all (laughs) it's not rocket science yeah um i went to a conference this was again many moons ago in scotland and it was about revival and i just remember them saying that revival begins one heart Mm. at a time and you know we have been mentioning this word revival and, and you know jen we are all about defining the terms oh yeah so let's just stop for a minute and let's define what revival is
0: Yeah. Well, one of my favorite definitions of revival, it's a a quote by Robert Coleman. He says, revival is the awakening or the quickening of God's people to their true nature and purpose. So it's like Okay, we're going to acknowledge that we are created beings, but our true purpose in nature, God has something special for us, and we get to discover that. So, I love that. Um, And then also, an article from SBTS WordPress says, (laughs) Evangelism, which is sharing the good news of the gospel— when combined with discipling, sustains revival. Wow. And in the scripture, Psalm 19:7 says, the instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. So when you marry the telling of the good news of what Jesus has done with a consistent and true discipleship teaching relationship, this really sets us all up for sustained revival. Right? Yes. Wow! Yeah. Okay. All right. Mel, your turn. No, I'm going to totally
1: quote you on that. Yes,
0: it's it's good. (laughs) Good. It's good. Um, but how,
1: Mel? How have you experienced discipleship in your life? Yeah. So I was when I was thinking about this. Um, I would I'd have to go back when I was young, and I think starting my discipleship journey would be Sunday school Mm -hmm. and youth group. I'm sure you know you've been that through Mm -hmm. that as well, and I'm very thankful for that because I grew up in a church that really emphasized the memorizing of scripture. Yeah, you know, and the foundation of Scripture. So super, super thankful. Um, I'd say in my late teens and early 20s, um, I had a neighbor who was a mentor to me, Mm. and um, she would always point me back to Scripture, always point me back to the Lord. And um, But, you know, I have to say, too, that through that season, through college, even a little bit after college, I was living a very, I would call it a dualistic lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of like, you know... um, flesh on the weekend, Jesus during the week. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I I think we've all been there. I don't know else to say it, Um, but I came to a place just through different circumstances, painful circumstances, I came to a place where I completely surrendered my life to the Lord. And I just want to say in that, I think an element of of our heart in discipleship is teachability, Mm -hmm. is a teachable heart. And so, suddenly my heart became teachable. Hmm. And I went off to do um, Youth with a Mission. You've mm-hmm. done that too, Jen. Yeah. And they have a discipleship training school. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Staying with the journey. Um, so I went off to do that and I just grew exponentially. I grew um, in my in my spirit and in my soul. I opened my heart up. I was so hungry. I was like I mean, like you in that season, mm-hmm. you know, that awakening season, like, Lord, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever is you, I want it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want the more. And we talk about that, the more of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just did so a lot of heart surgery that was painful, but um, brought so much freedom. I have to joke that, like, so much freedom that outwardly— <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why.
0: Y'all, I just learned this literally (laughs) yesterday, and I had no idea Mel had this experience.
1: Share it it with our listeners, Mel. Okay. Well, here it is. I I dyed my hair green. Yep. I dyed my hair green, started wearing all this tie-dye stuff. You know, I really am a hippie. Like, If you know me, you know that I am such a hippie. Um, So, it came out. It was expressed. (laughs) (laughs) The journey expressed.
0: Oh my. I'm just picturing you with green hair right now. That's why. It's like I'm almost
1: crying. I love it. Oh my gracious. So, when I got older, um, you know, as we go through things too, I think that um, at times, you know, I've wanted to protect my heart. From rejection, mm-hmm. you know, because we, when we talk about discipleship, we're talking about humility. We're talking about confessing our sins to one another. and Yeah. You know, but you're putting yourself out there. Yeah, it's pretty raw. It is. It's very raw. So, I think that you mentioned this, but vulnerability is a key to discipleship mm-hmm. and also a teachable, surrendered heart, mm-hmm. as we said. So... Um, Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew four nineteen through 20, "'Come and follow me, and I will transform you into men who catch people for God.' Mm-hmm. Immediately they dropped their nets and left everything behind to follow Jesus." What really arrested me in this verse is immediately, that immediate obedience Mm -hmm. to follow after Christ, to be fully surrendered and open before Him.
0: That's so good, Mel. I love that the foundations of your discipleship journey started in the church with um, solid biblical truth and with youth group. and, And what I appreciate about your journey is that you built on top of that. You didn't actually—you didn't face a major deconstruction period in your life, but you took that foundation of truth, and you built on that, and that should just give so much hope for yeah. our listeners. I know it does for me. Um, and you began to put into practice the biblical principles of discipleship in, in really an authentic way. And had you not had a neighbor who lived out their authentic faith um, and began discipling you, I'm, I'm pretty sure your story would be a lot different. yes. Yeah, I think I so. Agree. Well, I think this is something that's truly needed right now more than ever, and here we are a year and a half into COVID, mm-hmm. and which has been an isolating season for a lot of people, and that's why I say I think we need this. We yes. need to do this. We, yes. as believers, I feel like this is a challenge even for me to go to that next level of like discipling. I know I'm discipling my kids and I have a little group at um, church of teenage girls that I'm, I'm trying to spur on in their faith. But it's like, who else, Lord? Who, wh- where are the other young maidens, you know, the maidens of Jerusalem, daughters of Jerusalem that are hungry and ripe and ready yeah. to learn about you? Um, so anyways, that was just like a little side note. Uh, so anyways, we have churches all over America today who've developed structures, systems, and small groups. And that's all good if there is depth. And people willing to challenge each other in things that we're talking about today and to think for themselves, pushing them towards Christ and really exposing sin and giving opportunity for growth. I just feel like that's just a big challenge that I know I'm personally challenged with right now.
1: Yeah, I just, I want to speak to that too, especially for um, for our listeners and, and because we're also just sharing our testimony here, mm-hmm. but in hearing you and my story too, like I I, I want to just also say like I've had some really I've had some dark times in my life too mm-hmm. where, you know, I feel like my heart has grown a little um a little crusty and cold. <laughs> crusty <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We said we we're getting gritty. I love it. <laughs> so I'm gonna use all the words. You know, towards the Lord. Mm-hmm. And also, um but I just wanna say that if you are in that place, like what Jen was talking about where, you know, there's there's a sin in your life and that and you just, you want to hide. Mm-hmm. The enemy wants shame. you to hide. And yes, that's right. Lock you up in shame and all of that. But we want to, to speak out to you right now that there is freedom. Mm-hmm. That the freedom is so much greater and the healing is so much greater than that secret. That's good, Mel. And so just to, we're encouraging you as we've had in our own lives to find someone or um, or, or or people in your life I have a group of three other women too I've got Jen of course but I have three of their other women that I pray with and we've been together for years called the four winds and mm-hmm. boy again I wouldn't be a shout out to them right now
0: Oh, hey love guys. you ladies
1: <laughs> I love you too because <laughs> they listen to the podcast they're faithful and mm-hmm. I love them so much but I'm in a different place because of them yeah. and because of you and because of others who've mm-hmm. come around me and spoken life and been real mm-hmm. spoken truth and love yeah, so that's right. um, boy that was a that was a little side, but I think I thought that was important to say.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. So I just and also going back to what you were saying about um, the you know the structures and systems and things that we have. Um, You know, we're a screen society now. Mm -hmm. We're all about screens, and especially over COVID. We were majorly over, I mean, Zoom Mm -hmm. exploded. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Boy, if you have stock in Zoom, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just kidding. But just, you know, we're watching sermons and clips on YouTube and Instagram verses and all of that. And that's good. I do that. Mm -hmm. Jen, you do that. We do that. Yeah, But discipleship really needs to be face-to-face, real and gritty.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know, that's that's really key and important. And you mentioned it, like I've got relatives um over Chris's family in New Zealand mm-hmm. and we can FaceTime. Mm-hmm. There also is that. So there's the benefit of the Yeah, you know, the screen in that way. But um yeah. you know, it's just it's not just knowing about Jesus, it's to know him and to be known by him.
0: Yeah. And to share that with others. Yeah, that's right. Spread the fire, the momentum. Well, let's turn, let's make a turn here into our Lock and Unlock segment as we land this conversation today. And
1: what does the key of discipleship unlock, Mel? Yes, I love this. So the key of discipleship unlocks freedom. John 8:31 and 32 To the Jews who had believed him Jesus said if you hold to my teaching you are really my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free The key of discipleship unlocks salvation for others Matthew 4:19 through 20 Jesus called out to them Come and follow me and I will show you how to fish for people and they left their nets at once and followed him the key of discipleship also unlocks new life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Also, the key of discipleship unlocks a renewed mind. Romans 12.1-2 Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. The key of discipleship unlocks love for one another. John 13, 34, and 35, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And finally, key of discipleship unlocks healing. James 5, 16, therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed.
0: Wow, that'll preach, Mel. Well, the key of discipleship locks up isolation. In 1 John 1, 7, it says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. The key of discipleship locks up deception. Hebrews three twelve says, "See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God." But encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. And the key of discipleship locks up shame. Genesis three eight. And this is talking about Adam and Eve. They heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Wow! I just,
1: Jen, before we um, close, I think it would be good if we could pray. Yeah, I think so too, Mel. So, Lord, we thank you so much for um, for this for discipleship. We thank you for what it has meant in our lives, Lord. We thank you that in your final words to the disciples, that it was so important to your heart, Lord, that they would go and make disciples of others. And and Lord, spread the good news of who you are. So, we thank you that um, we know you and we are known by you. Lord, I pray that if there's anyone out there who is in a, a phase of possibly deconstructing their faith or doubting, or lord in a dark place or they're in a place where they're just they they seem like or they they feel like they need to hide because they're in sin or they're doing something um lord they know they shouldn't be doing but they're just locked away in that shame father i just want to declare that they're um you declare freedom over them you declare healing over them and uh, we'd pray that for them in jesus name and we just uh, we thank you for for everyone who is listening, Lord. We ask a special blessing over them in Jesus' name amen thank you so
0: much Mel that's so good and to our listeners we hope this whole conversation today has truly just been encouraging and maybe even healing maybe even healing for you Um, so any scriptures that we reference today or articles um, they're going to be in our show notes so be sure to check those out and thank you so much for joining us today on the journey Express.